What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Drew Jake Rogers, up in the building today. I'm joined by Mr. David Wise. Davey, what's up, my guy? Tell the folks what they're in for today. Everybody, we are talking the departure of Kenyatta Watson up in all out of the blue. Uh, we are talking the not-so-out-of-the-blue departure of Jarvis Brownlee. I don't know how long we'll talk about that, but we do have something to talk about longer than that, which is a scrimmage coming up. What do we want to see? What do we want to hear? Find out. And folks, apologies for the the late drops the past few days. You know, Max has been traveling. Dave's been traveling. I've been adjusting to a new job down here in South Florida. But as always, thank you guys so much for the love and support and making Locked on Sentinels your first listen each and every single day. And with that being said, let's go on with the show. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, especially good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. As at the top of the hour, it's your boy Drake, and I got Dave sitting right across from me in the Zoom call. Dave, what's going on, my guy? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, about to have some New York pizza, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, no, no wonder you're so cool. You want to get in and out of here for the episode. Real quick. You, got, right. you got pizza on the mind. Yo, my fat ass agrees with you. So we'll do this quick. Actually, no, we'll just do it as long as we need to. But Dave, right. you texted us, you know, in the group chat talking about how you think the Kenyatta Watson thing. Uh, well, for the uninitiated folks, Kenyatta Watson was hired by Florida State last July. And unfortunately, he is departing for Georgia Tech to be the, yeah. I want to say the assistant to the head coach for recruiting. And yeah. I kind of want, Dave, you you might be a little more plugged in on this one. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on the entire matter. I'm irritated about this, Drake. Um, Kenyatta Watson was kind of our Georgia guy. Um, he was our plug to Georgia outside of the actual on-field coaching staff. And that was his full-time job uh, was just to assist with recruiting and logistics and coordinating recruiting in the state of Georgia. Um, he was the Georgia equivalent of Brian Bartow, who, I was raised that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm going to say nothing about Ryan Bartow, but I do have nice things to say about Kenyatta Watson, which is that he did a good job for us. And there was a reason that we hired him in the first place and then gave him a pay raise very, very recently. So having gotten a raise from us very recently, it was a foregone conclusion. He'd be here next year. Um, He leaves instead for a program in Georgia tech, which by all accounts, has a coach on the among the hottest seats in the country. The hottest um, seat, probably, honestly. Pro- probably the hottest seat in the country, yeah, because we've talked here, like me and Max are of the opinion that Georgia Tech is like primed if it can just play its cards right to become like a, a pretty decent program. It's got the whole ATL thing behind it. Like that's a good sell. Oh, I'm 100% um, aware there with you too. Y'all like we're on that right. first too. And, and this is a great pickup for them. They're in Georgia. They need to recruit the state better. They're, you know, competing against the University of Georgia. That's tough. This will only help them. This was a bit, this, this, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like not catastrophic for Florida State. We'll be fine. But it's a big loss for us. That's why we gave the guy a big raise. Um, and it sucks. Great. <laughs> it does suck. It does suck, Drake. And it sucks worse losing it to a school that's so sh- Like, Georgia Tech has no business competing with us for coaches. Like, that can just get coaches to lateral. Like, when coaches lateral from here to, like, Bama or whatever, right, it's like, okay, it's Bama. I get it. But for 
Georgia Tech? Like, you said some things. What wasn't it that he's like? He might be from there. Um, no, he's not he's from there. there. He, he's actually from my neck of the woods. He's actually from like ten minutes from my house in Deerfield Beach. Shout, oh, okay. shout out South Florida. But he actually he has a son there. His son, uh, yeah. he's a defensive back, actually at Georgia Tech. He also was the uh, the director of football operations and recruiting at Grayson High School from 2014 to 2018. So I think he's lived in Atlanta for a very long time. And for those of you that don't know about Grayson High School, back in 2018, a lot of his kids got uh, went to Power 5 schools. So many, in fact, that 13 of them went to Power 5 schools and four out of the five were represented when they signed with the teams. So to me, this is it is a, it is a loss. Um, I think it is a big loss because he, d- he does have that sort of connection in the Atlanta, Georgia area. He also served as the director for the Ideas Middle School Showcase, the Rivals Next Gen Showcase, the MVP Middle School Showcase, and also he was probably the part of the coordinator for the Under Armour All-American game. So Kenyatta Watson is, is extremely well-connected, which I think, in my personal opinion, like he was only here for a year, and yeah, we did miss out on a lot of kids this past cycle, but I think you can equally put the blame on the coaching staff for not being able to close. So do I think it's a big, big loss? I think it's a decent sized loss. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to reserve my judgment because one, the kid is definitely there. So his family is also definitely back in the area. And two, from what I'm hearing, he was given a massive pay raise because like you alluded, Georgia tech right now, they're with Jeff Collins. He's on the hottest of seats right now in the country. So if he gets fired and new coach comes in, you don't you meet you got to make sure you kind of have that job security. So to me, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the pay raise was so large that you just don't match it because it was just so egregiously high, right? Yeah, I guess it just man, it sucks. It's it's no way to put it. It sucks losing him, but there, there's just something off-putting about the idea of losing him to a place like Georgia Tech. Like I know we just we shouldn't be losing coaches we actually want to a school like Who's that. Who's that coach? Remember that or excuse me, whatever, director of recruiting, whatever you want to call him, support staff. We shouldn't be losing one of the more important members of our support staff to a lateral role at a school like Georgia Tech. And for those on Twitter today who are in the the ship is sinking, screw this coaching staff crowd, I mean, I could see how they would see this and be like, do you see what we're talking about? Like, I'm not necessarily saying this is an indictment of the coaching staff or that we're going to suck. This isn't going to affect our on-field performance this year one bit or even next year. But recruiting is the lifeblood. Um, It's something that we've needed to get better at. And we're going to continue to need to get a lot better at it if we're going to return to prominence in both the ACC and especially nationally. And losing a guy with the ability to assist in recruiting like Watson, uh, it stings and it's going to be harmful. And I don't know how you replace that person i don't know that there is another specific kenyatta watson that's just going to come right in that we can afford that makes a lot of sense so yeah there's probably going to be a void sucks yeah i mean yeah it sucks and i do think it's a decent size loss but like i don't put i don't think this is like you know a sky is falling type of thing or you know he's leaving you know a sinking ship like i i i think if you if you think that right now on twitter i just don't think you understand like i was saying before that he has family there his son is playing football there. I think is one of his last kids that I think is growing up over that area. And like, to me, that's something if you get a chance to, and also you get a chance to do what you love and get paid a extremely handsome salary to do that. I would probably do the same thing and, t- and jump with that too, as well, but primarily because you know, family, you know, to me is the most important thing. So I, I don't blame the man for taking, taking the job over there, but we'll see, you know, how we replace him. Cause I do think Kenya Watson 
his connections are not tunas and are very irreplaceable. So we'll probably see yeah. like the next like you know we probably won't get a name to replace him until maybe like July, or you know we might have an internal hire. You know as we've done you know with every other damn thing you know or the cycle. So it's more of a uh, wait and see moment for me. And folks, what isn't wait and see? Is your New Year's resolutions coming to life, folks? Trust me, I am with y'all there. I've been heading over to Built.com and picking up all these Built bars. As I said before, Dave is the cookie dough brown is the cookie dough con- uh, connoisseur. I'm the chair Barcia Casanova, and we got Max over there being the general of the peanut butter brownie brigade because Built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, on 17 grams of protein, and also they are the most delicious, sir. And that's right, folks. That's a real word. Google it. Most delicious, sir. Protein bars out there and go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, L O C K E D15, and you will get 15% off your order at built.com today by using promo code LOCK15, L O C K E D15. Let's stick to the resolutions, folks. Let's do it together. All right, Dave, let's, you know, shift our focus from one departure that I just said at the top of the show that was, you know, unexpected to someone to one that we kind of had a feeling was going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee officially entered the portal yesterday as of we're recording this right now on a Friday. So I kind of like, I'm going to pitch it more to you because I have nothing really more to say on the matter. I mean, we're ironically, we are attorneys and I think that we didn't even litigate the, the, the entire situation that much last time we talked about it. So I'm going to, you know, give primarily more of the floor to you to uh, kind of say a parting words to uh, Mr. Jarvis Brownlee Jr. Yeah. Um, we did our top three of the DB position and Jarvis Brownlee made mine. I saw something happen on Twitter about this that irritated me. And I really, really don't like it when our fan base does this, which is to say Jarvis Brownlee started every game for us last year. Um, he was a good player with flaws. He, w- he had positive attributes he brought to this team that as a starter made our defense better. And he had coverage issues that created some liabilities. So having him on our team, I think, was a net positive. Having him as a starter in our DB group, I think, was a net positive. So to see so many people act like it, it doesn't matter or it's inconsequential, I just – I don't understand that viewpoint because, like, I saw a lot of comments that, oh, that's the deepest position on the team. Yeah, like, by name, it is. Like, if, if you're going purely off game syndrome and, like, recruiting rankings, sure. But our past defense got – shelled last year man like it's deep in that you think it can be good the potential and the talent are there but like Jarvis Brownlee was one of the only proven commodities that again we knew added a net positive when he was out there on the field so I didn't like that seeing that on Twitter so much about um like we were getting trolled by Miami and like I get responding to that by being like yeah it's not a big loss but it's a loss for sure. Um, I think he's going to impact positively whatever school he goes to. And I don't think replacing him is going to be as easy as, oh, there's a blue chip waiting. I just, I don't think it's that simple. And I think it definitely is more of a loss than a lot of people are acting like. Oh yeah, I think it is a loss. I think he's someone that definitely, um, and I love how I said I wasn't going to say anything, but now I'm still saying something right now. So I think you read uh, includes in today's show. I think he's in a loss in the sense that like he, you alluded to it earlier in the week that his run stopping grade is astronomically high. His coverage ability wasn't the best, but one thing you did see every single time. And like, I think all three of us discussed is that we wanted to see more and more in the team heading into this year and the year before 
the kid played the, the, the game with a lot of heart. The kid hustled, yeah. the kid hit hard, the kid did everything, you know, to the best of his ability. I mean, he wore his emotions on his sleeve, you know, basically on, on the field. So to me, this is, it is a loss, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that he is, you know, an astronomically massive loss, right? He Like to me, like he's someone that it sucks that we lost him, but I definitely do think that maybe just maybe we have, you know, other answers that might be actually better actually probably on the roster. So to me, like it is a loss, but overall, like, you know, I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes. Um, me personally, I think he might come back down to South Florida. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Miami. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, he has a reunion with Taggart back at FAU. So to me, like just, you know, best of luck to him wherever he goes. And, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to add this. When he posted that about um, Florida's practices being better than ours or whatever he said, like, he needed to go. I was pretty clear about that. Like, that's a zero strikes in your out situation is the way I put it. And I'll reiterate that. He had to go. But just because he had to go doesn't mean it doesn't sting that he's leaving. Oh, yeah. Like, it sucks. But also, you want to act like that? Okay, good luck. Goodbye. Like, don't need you here. Wish he, none of this had happened, though. That's all I'm going to say. I wish none of this had happened. And we still have the same three starting cornerbacks we thought we were going to have going into the air. God, we're gonna need someone to step up. Overall, like it's still, it doesn't help the matter that actually he is he has gone with that. Um, but I'm actually very excited to see the DB room because we have a a scrimmage coming up, and I'm actually very excited about that. But folks, you know what else I'm excited about? Our new sponsor, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product I use literally every single day. I started using it because, listen, I wanted you know better health. I wanted more energy. I've been I moved back down here. I'm trying to balance, have the work and personal health balance. Dave knows that I talked about talking to him about that every single day, but now yep. athletic greens, I've been off for about, uh, about four weeks now, maybe about almost a month and a half. And I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, but it's something that actually helps me immensely with everything I need. So to make it easy, athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and free, five free child packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreenscom slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take over your ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Folks, Athletic Greens is something that helps me out every single day, and hopefully it can help you out too as well. And once you're done, athleticgreens.com, head on over to bandline.net. Bandline is the fastest and easiest way to be on all latest sports action, folks. We are in week number two of March Madness. Elite Eight games are coming up. If you, if you don't want to do college basketball, they also have NHL, UFC, MLB baseball is around the corner. Shout out to me and Dave because we are excited about some baseball coming back around. So head on over to betonline.net right now and use promo code locked on to get a 100%. That's right, folks, a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at betonline.net where the game starts. All right, Dave. Yep. You know what time it is? Uh, is it scrimmage time? Not only that, you know what this is like the start of actually? Football season? No. So, mm-hmm. folks, for those of you the initiated, we discussed a lot last year that there's a certain point in time when the year where after the season's over, you look at the season that happened, you get depressed, you get angry, and you kind of like sort of mm-hmm. nitpick and criticize everything, right? Yep. Then spring practice okay. starts. Then scrimmage yep. starts. Oh. And then when the spring game is over, and you I have, like, enough, you know, quantifiable stuff to kind of lend to your argument, elite lie season is mm-hmm. upon us. 
it yep. is upon us. It is upon sure us. Is. Once April 9th, that game is over, elite lies will be coming forth from these airwaves. So, Dave, since it's the scrimmage, it is this Saturday. It is close mm-hmm. to the media and the public. What do you want, yeah. I guess, here, actually, that's, you know, occurred with occurred during that scrimmage? And please don't say Tate Rodemaker is the best QB on there because I've been hearing enough of that from every other podcast. Drake, here's what I want to hear. I want to hear that Tate Rodemaker is the best quarterback on this roster. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't need to hear that. I'm, I'm all good. Um, I want to hear that A.J. Duffy, I want to hear that he looked, like, up to speed. Like, the game was slowed down for him. I, I'm, I'm desperate to hear that because I said I didn't want him having to play meaningful snaps this year. The only way... I'm comfortable seeing that is if he's like Bryce Young and like just the game comes natural to him right away when he steps foot on campus. Yeah, that's the only way I want to see uh, Duffy getting any meaningful snaps because I'm not trusting all this state automaker bullshit I'm hearing. Um, but look, more so than that, I want to know that we have like viable, cohesive options at running back. Like Ward was good last year. I wonder how much of that was related to Corbin um, having him leading the charge. Like Corbin made Ward's job a lot easier. I don't know fully what to expect from that position. I think we have some good options. Um, I've been praying, you know, dying to see DJ Williams. Um, I know you and Max have been a little, or especially you have been a lot higher on the transfer than I have. I don't like taking one-legged running backs so much in the transfer portal, but you know, we did. So. I just want to know that our running back position isn't just hoping our walk-on running back from last year keeps up his performance that is now not going to have the aid of the four-star with proven power five production. Well, I mean, I think to be fair, I think with, with Trisha Ward, first off, he's a preferred walk-on. He's a PWO. He actually did have Thanks, offers Drake. to play at the power five level. I want to hear, like, I know we're going to mainly be getting, you know, from press conferences or also we're going to talk to some folks that, you know, we know that they're going to be there too as well, where I want to see skill position players kind of emerge a little bit more, right? And you see this past week over spring practices that Micah Pittman is yeah. finally kind of sort of coming around a little bit, right? And he's someone that I, I had in my in my power rankings as number four as the, that's probably one of the better wide receivers that we have. And it's primarily because apparently he's like the king of jackpot. You ever play the game, Dave? Of course. Me? Yeah, and apparently he's someone that actually fights. For someone that's basically not even six foot, he's able to fight for every single ball, every single contested catch, and he comes down with it, apparently. And that's something that, if we're being we've honest, been lacking. <laughs> we've been lacking. And honestly, the last guy that kind of actually was a, wanted to, to actually go attack a ball at the point of attack was DJ Matthews. And that was someone actually who would fight up and jump up and actually fight for that ball. And, may, and also before that was on Tate. So maybe, what, two over the past six years? And yeah. to me, this is – I need to see the skill of players actually play a lot more and actually probably start to sort of kind of solidify who's going to be at the spring game when we go to see them. And also, I think with defensively, I want a, an actual leader to emerge on this defense, right? We hear a lot about, you know, Fabian Love is basically, you know, leading Jam, the defensive it's, lineman. It's Jamie. Right? Is it, though? Yeah, I mean, like, it makes sense from the safety spot. I don't think he had any business coming back. He came back for a money year, and I think, obviously, he saw the field well enough that he had the kind of performance last year that should have gotten him drafted. So I trust his performance. I trust what he sees on the field. See, but like, it's like there's always just because your best player at a position doesn't mean also he's the best leader on your team, right? 
I mean, yeah, we see that. Every, I mean, you see that all the time in hockey, where the just just the best player. I mean, the best player is never always your C, right? You see a Claude yeah. Giroux with the Philadelphia Flyers. Now with my Florida Panthers, he actually was one of the rare, the rare breed of having actually being your best player and also being your best leader. So to me, with Jamie, you always hear about like he. Yes, he's your best person in your secondary. He's also your oldest. He's your veteran player, but you never hear from him much from a leadership standpoint, right? I just want to see someone like either maybe it's Jamie, maybe it's Fabian Lovett. Hell, maybe it's one of the uh, newer trainers, like maybe a Tatum Bethune or even Kalen Deloach. I need to see somebody like, you know, basically stand up and say, hey, I'm the leader of this defense, like how Jermaine Johnson did last year. And basically, because right now I know it's early, but I just want someone to actually kind of emerge and be like, okay, this is definitely going to be, he's going to be the image, the face of our defense, right? Because that's definitely... The defense is going to be the better part of our team. So I kind of want to be able to, you know, if our defense is the best part of our team, I can point to exactly the reason why and who it is. Yeah. So look, two things. One, on the defensive side of the ball, what do I want to see is I want to, or what do I want to hear? I want to hear whether Jared Burst looks like Jermaine Johnson. Like, because that's what everyone has almost come to expect at this point, which is not fair at all for Jared Burst. But I mean, we have a massive hole to fill with Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas leaving. And if Jared verse isn't like ready to go right off the bat, I'm going to be really worried about our pass rush. Like that's going to be a big hole on the team. Um, so I need to hear something about what Jared verse looks like. And this is not to say like that all this pressure should be put on him. I just hope that he fits the bill of like an impact player, not necessarily Jermaine Johnson from day one. If he grows into that, like good for him, but I'm not expecting that. Um, I'd want to make a comment though. If we're being real here, um, elite lie season, notwithstanding, this is a, this is a tough question to answer of like, what do you want to hear? Because what like position do we not need to hear something about? Like the quarterback position, we need to hear that um, JT didn't get hurt. Um, in that, like, there's a viable backup option. Receiver, we need to hear that we have, res- like, viable we receivers <laughs> among, among the 15 we have on scholarship at this point. Like, like I said about running back, then on the defensive side of the ball, who are our defensive ends? Like, I think we trust the interior D-line. We're good there, but, like, on the ends, I don't know. Like, at the linebacker position, I haven't known since, what, 2015 at this point? At DBs, who's replacing Jarvis Brownlee? Like, do we have three good op- starting options at the cornerback position? There's a lot of position questions at every level. So there's an awful lot I need to hear if I'm going to start lying like I want to. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like, uh, and then yeah. you forget about the offensive line. I want to hear that my entire offensive line is fully healthy and that the chemistry actually is typically there. What do you say? I, you, you were exactly right. I did totally forget about that. And that's a whole nother issue because like, Go look at the PFF grades. Like, they weren't all that awesome last year. No, they were. They when they were fully held towards the end of the year, they average. were average. And hey, listen, ask yep, DeAndre Francois right. how much he wanted an average offensive line. But like, doesn't it feel like there's this like delicate little fulcrum of this being like another three win team or like a nine win team? Like, I have no idea what to make of this until I learn a lot of information. Like, I have to process a lot to be able to have any gauge on what I expect of this team. You need to process a lot, but also, thankfully, we have, what, like four, five? Yeah, we have five months till kickoff against Dave, the David, the fighting David Duquesnes. So, like, you're right. I mean, like, this team it has the inklings of it either being, oh, yeah, we can win nine games. Because last year, 
We should have won eight, or we could definitely lose. Like we can definitely lose almost. Every Jordan Travis game. gets hurt, and we go one in eleven. Like before we get out of here, Dave. Anything else we want to like leave people off with? Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to be negative here. Like we're gonna win nine games next year. It's gonna happen. Just like let the process happen. But if we're gonna ask the questions of what do we need to hear, an awful lot. We yet again don't know a lot about this football team, which is like kind of exciting, right? Like we're gonna it's learn fun. a whole bunch. It's yeah, fun. It is fun. It's stressful, and it also makes yeah, you, know, you know better content. It must be boring being like Alabama, like knowing what to expect every year. Like screw that. Like let's get the heart racing. Let's not know what's about to happen. How about? Oh yeah, it's it's never fun to you know win twelve to thirteen games when your conference yes, every agreed. single year and play a championship like after every single other year. So yeah, boring. you know. But you know what, Bama. But folks, yep. thank you guys so much for the love yeah. and support as always. Please, if you can, don't forget. Five star reviews, you know, Out Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And also, we're on YouTube. So, like the bottom of this video, hit the subscribe banner at the tippy top and ding the little bell so you know that when you basically you'll know when, when new content drops. Also, please drop a comment for your our mandatory mailbag Monday. Each episode, we get your best questions or your best comments and sort of build a theme for the entire episode around those. For Drake, that was Dave. We'll see you all next time on Lockdown Seminoles. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't know.